Growing a successful design business is hard work. There's so much to do and so little time to get it all done, not to mention the actual design work. The good news is that we are here to help. I'm Krista, the WordPress developer and website strategist from KristaRay.co. And I'm Corey, the designer and creative coach from CoreyWoodard.com. In the Get Back to Design podcast, we're going to share strategies and tools to help streamline and grow your design business, ditch the code and anything else you don't love, and well, get back to design. Grab a cup of coffee, open that Illustrator file you've been working on, and let's dive in. All right, guys, we are so excited today because this week we have our very first guest on the podcast, and that is the lovely Caitlin from The Crown Fox. If you guys aren't familiar with her, she is a design assistant for creative entrepreneurs, and Corey and I actually had the chance to meet her in person last year, and she is such a sweetheart. You guys are going to love what she has to say. Uh, Today, we are going to be chatting with Caitlin about kind of escaping the feeling that you need to offer the same kinds of design services that you're seeing everybody else offer and how you can find out what you really want to offer your clients that will make you happiest, get them results, and just be fun for everybody all around. Yeah, Caitlin, I am so excited to have you on today. I'm extremely excited to be here. It's crazy to me that uh, over a year ago we met and like hung out and now we're doing this like that's so cool (laughs) yeah I definitely agree that was seriously so much fun we were just joking about how much coffee Krista had while we were all (laughs) together (laughs) um So just to kind of dive in even though we already know you but some of our listeners might not so Tell us about yourself and kind of how you got started with your design business and where you are today. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I'm Caitlin of The Crown Fox. Um, I got started doing this whole kind of online business thing kind of just by chance. I had wanted to blog. I had started, you know, blogs here and there, never followed through on them or anything like that. And then... um, before moving to Charleston, I had moved very briefly to a town that I really didn't enjoy. I had a graphic design job that wasn't really design. It was more like cutting things out of a newspaper. It was a very weird place in time. And so I kind of used the blog as um, kind of like an outlet and you know realized that people were offering services online of things that I knew how to do. And I was like, well, why don't I just do that? Fast forward a few months and I just up and moved to Charleston. And Charleston's a great city, but there's not a ton of, you know, design related kind of jobs here. It it is very much like a freelance kind of town. And so I was like, well, I guess I'm going to figure out this full-time thing now or never and kind of just went for it. And, you know, it's had its peaks and its valleys and everything within that first year, but I finally feel like I'm in a spot now that um, everything just feels good and it feels you know, positive. It feels like it's rising. Um, and I'm excited about that. I'm excited to share kind of that journey with people so that they, you know, see that it is kind of possible to figure it out and that, you know, the first attempt doesn't have to be the best attempt and everything like that. (laughs) I love that. That's so true. Like thinking back on my online business journey, if my first attempt was what I would was doing right now, it'd be pretty sad. Like I went through, (laughs) I don't know, three or four different websites before I landed on 
what I'm doing. Cora, you got you seemed to get it right right away, didn't you? <laughs> oh no, 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 no. <laughs> I I had the f- fortune of starting on WordPress.com under another domain name. So when I like started with Corey Woodard, all that stuff, all that stuff is still there. If there's anyone like bored enough to go and find the very beginning stuff. <laughs> but um and then too, I mean, obviously we all have our own like weird things that we go through, like offering stuff for very, very cheap and the work being awful compared to what we're doing today. So yeah. I had that experience too. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. It's oh, a learning gosh. Mm -hmm. so so crazy yeah well Caitlin speaking of yours and like this whole journey you went on I I know how much your business has changed in the last few months I guess and I would love for you to kind of give our listeners kind of a look of where you started with the services you were offering at the Crown Fox and what you're offering now and kind of the journey what made you make that decision was it feelings was it feedback you were getting from your clients what did that all look like yeah, yeah. So I um, I started the way that I, uh, I, I don't know this for sure, but I'm assuming a lot of designers when they were like, okay, I'm going to do this online thing. Um, you know, they see a couple of websites offering branding. They see kind of a general price range that is honestly probably too low. And they are like, I can do that. Like, I do that. I've done that. I've done that in class. I've done that like in, you know, the real world. Like, I can totally do that. And that was me. And so, you know, I offered basically the same branding package that everyone else is offering. Um, And I offered Squarespace Design because I knew (laughs) that offering WordPress would be not good. (laughs) And so, (laughs) unless people people were okay with a timeline of about a year, (laughs) which probably wouldn't be the case. (laughs) And um, I kind of just, you know, jumped into the deep end. And I had, I had, you know, good clients and I had, you know, successes in that way. It just wasn't, it wasn't consistent and it wasn't like fulfilling to me. And if you had asked me throughout school or anything like that, I would have always been like, yes, like branding, like that is what I love. I'm so into it. Da, 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 da. Things change. You change. Your feelings change. Like, you know, one day you might like the peanut butter cookie dough in the tonight dough ice cream, which we were talking about earlier. And then the next day you might not like things change. And so I, I realized that, you know, while I love branding and I love kind of the big picture of branding, I don't really like doing new, new business branding for people like by myself, especially if I'm not, you know, on a kind of big team where we can talk about things and throw ideas around and everything. So um, I started to feel that, pretty early on in 2016 and just kind of was like nope like this is what you're doing like you know people do this and are successful like you got this and just kind of try to do like the power through it and if you've followed my journey at all you know like in the fall I just started just slinging things against the fan just like maybe I'll offer this maybe I'll offer this maybe I'll <laughs> offer this just like kind of desperately hoping that like something would really like stick and and you know fulfill something for my clients as well as for myself and it really wasn't going anywhere. And I was kind of in a bad place. I was like, honestly looking for full-time jobs. Like I was like, I'm over this. Like, I don't want to do it anymore. And, um, I had been my very first client. I had been doing just really kind of simple retainer work for her. And like this whole time and she, you know, it was always so great. And we'd have these meetings and it would just like be so rewarding. She was like definitely the, the dream client to, in my book. 
And I said to her kind of jokingly, I was like, man, I just wish I could work with like you, like all yous. And she's like, there are more me's out there. And I was like, moment, like, oh, like what? there are more hers out there. Like there are people that need this kind of service. And um, the stars aligned in like the next couple of weeks, somebody else that's um, one of my biggest clients now, you know, reached out. Then they were filling a spot on their team and it just kind of fell into place and and gave me kind of the motivation and the push to revamp everything and, and change my services to more of this kind of design assistant role. And it's just been amazing since. I feel like that I just talked so forever. Awesome. Was that good? <laughs> no, I think that's awesome. I love that you gave everyone like such a close look at it, at it all. Um, I would love to hear a little more about what you, is there anything that sticks out to you that you think makes this new service, kind of service you're offering more fulfilling than the other one? Like, what is it that just makes this feel so right to you? Yeah, definitely. I actually know exactly what it is. Um, it's the idea that I'm, I'm, on a team and that I have people there that are excited about what I'm doing and I'm excited about their business and what it's doing. Um, that was really kind of missing for me in, in, in the kind of new business branding world. It was, it always kind of felt like almost a fight with clients, like to a mm-hmm. first to get them to pay your prices and B to like get them to pick the right logo design. And like, it kind of always just yeah. felt like this battle of being like, Hey, like I'm good at this. I know what I'm doing. Like you should be listening to me. Like I'm not just, you know, here to click buttons. And I don't mean that to sound as negative as it probably does. There are definitely dream clients out there. And I definitely worked with dream clients, but it just always felt so much a struggle to me, which obviously means it wasn't, you know, the right fit for me. Um, so what really stands out to me, you know, counter to that is the people that I'm working with now are at a place in their life and their business that they just want to pass it off. Like they don't want to, to stand over my shoulder or tell me what to do. They want me to be a designer um, but I still get the flexibility of getting to, you know, work with a few clients and I get time to work on my own business and just overall like that kind of team being there and like support being there has really been a game changer for me. That's awesome. I love that you were able to identify that teamwork so clearly. And it's definitely something that wouldn't work out for everybody. Yeah. There are lots of designers who would probably be really intimidated or that sounds, you know, like where you didn't want like the fight of the branding work, they probably wouldn't want the fight of like the teamwork. So I think that's awesome that you were able to like make it work for you and that's what stands out so clearly and makes it so fulfilling. No, I totally agree. Because some people, I mean, we choose to kind of do this online business thing, this freelance thing for a reason. Like maybe you don't like working in that kind of team environment or you don't like Mm -hmm. having kind of like the boss to report to or something like that. And I totally get that and identify with that too. It just, um, I also, I got kind of lonely sometimes. <laughs> I like being able to like message if, you know, they have a social media person on their team or something else on their team. I can be like, hey, like, do you like this? Like, is this what you kind of pictured? I like having kind of that, that interaction without like the commitment of a nine to five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. And I can definitely relate to that too, because I feel like even when you're working with one-on-one design clients how you used to, you're communicating with them, but it's really a different amount of communication than when you are working with a team. So I know 
Um, like Krista recently was working with a team on a project and she was talking about having, you know, weekly or biweekly check-ins with, with everyone. So everyone could kind of discuss where the project was. And granted, that's like, okay, so you pop in, you listen to other people talk, you may be annoyed that you even have to get on the call, but that's like your human interaction that you're not getting on some of these other projects where it's literally just you and the client, especially if you're like scared and nervous to get on calls with clients because I know a lot of designers feel like that they feel too scared to even approach a client in person or on Skype or something like that so I can definitely relate to being like yeah I just need some human interaction every now and then yeah. <laughs> I mean and on that note about being scared like that's definitely something that I mean overall like I'm not a very timid person as <laughs> you might know but I mean it does when you're when you're when you're at the mentality where you're like you, you think it's going to be kind of like a struggle like you put off the meeting or you kind of like you know avoid that conversation and things like that um so I guess on on the team side like you're not allowed to miss the meeting it's a team meeting <laughs> I mean you are allowed obviously if something comes up but like you're not supposed to it's not kind of up to you necessarily to to cancel it on the last minute or change it from being Skype to just a phone call or something. Yeah, no, that definitely makes sense. And while we're kind of talking about, you know, working with clients and that kind of thing, I'm curious what your transition was like in terms of actually working with clients. So what did you tell your existing clients and how did you kind of phase out of that and start finding new clients for this completely different thing that you started doing. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, not a way that I'd probably recommend to other people <laughs> to be honest. So because I was, I mean, I write about it on my blog. I'm, I don't mind being vulnerable. Like I was not really in a great place. I wasn't trying actively to take on new clients. I was, uh, not answering every inquiry email. Like I was, I was, kind of around probably like in November and stuff, I just wasn't, like, I didn't care. I was just like, I don't, like, I don't want to do another branding project. And so I had two clients that were kind of wrapping near the end of the year and a little bit into the beginning of 2017. And that was just like, after that, I was like, I'm not working with anybody else on that. Like I just stopped. And uh, it's scary because, you know, like, like, okay, well, like, how am I going to make money next month or whatever? Um, The timing out of just like sheer luck, I guess, or the stars aligning or whatever you want to call it, was that I started with um, my first kind of big retainer client in the month of December. So it kind of just flowed perfectly. Had that not been the case, like what I would recommend, you know, in, in hindsight, that's the right way. Yeah, in hindsight would be that you, um, that you, you know, you slowly took on like maybe one retainer client while you finished up a project or something like that. Um, or that you, if you had some sort of existing long-term relationship, like you alerted these clients, let them know, like after this point, I'm not going to be able to do X, Y, Z for you or pass them off to another designer that you might, you know, know and work with or something. Um, I just kind of got really lucky in that scenario that they were rapping at the same time that other people were kind of showing interest. So, <laughs> yeah, that worked out really great. Of course, I guess it helps that you were like, no, I don't really want to do this anymore. So you weren't taking on the projects when you realized that you were like totally just burnt out with it. Yeah. Like if I had had people booked ahead into, you know, January and February, 
February, I probably would have just started referring them out and sadly paying back their deposits. <laughs> but um, that that had that wasn't how it happened. But that would be probably what I would would recommend doing. Because if you're taking on work that you like, I had one person that like I was kind of interested in what their business was, and I remember asking um, the the retainer client, I was like, should I take on this like last branding client? And she's like, you're not going to do your best work. Like you're not going to be the best that you can be for her. Like she deserves, if she's paying money, she deserves, you know, like a, a someone that's excited about her project. And I was like, okay, valid. Like, okay, integrity, I guess I'll have it. <laughs> so that's yeah. Always good. <laughs> yeah. So it sounds like from what you said, everything just like flowed really smoothly. Once you kind of got rid of those last second branding clients, these new retainer clients just kind of started coming pretty naturally. Um, do you think that was because these really specific services made you stand out? And if so, is there anything you're doing right now even to stand out within that even more specific design assistant role that you're in? Yeah, yeah. So um, this wasn't actually a uh, as purposeful as it sounds, but it ended up being, I think, the right way to go was um, kind of that title as a graphic design assistant. My thought process behind it was I want to uh, pull myself away from, oh, I'm just a graphic designer that you hire for one off. I don't, I didn't want to necessarily be seen as a, a virtual assistant because I didn't want people to give me like more administrative tasks, but I knew that like the word virtual assistant was like a word that people recognized, a word that people like, or I guess words, um, that, you know, people recognized they knew was kind of this more long-term commitment or, or at least, you know, three or six months or something. And so I, um, I thought of kind of using that, at least the assistant part of it would, would hopefully give that same kind of feeling off. And to be honest, a lot of the feedback that I've gotten from people are just like, oh, like you're exactly what I need. Like, I didn't know you existed. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, well, there's so many graphic designers out there. Like, how did you not know we existed? <laughs> but then I realized like to, to the person that doesn't know this industry, they think, oh, I hire a graphic designer to do a project. They don't think I hire a graphic designer to hang out on my team for the next two years or whatever, you know, forever until I don't have a business anymore or something. Um, so I think kind of that word choice is really what um, helped, which was kind of just like, I mean, I put thought into it, but it wasn't like, I didn't really think about the comparison between that versus graphic designer until later on when people started saying, you know, those things that they hadn't known, didn't know I existed. I was like, oh, thanks. I do. Hire me. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's a really good point too, because I think everyone knows that like, we're designers, we're out there, we're, we're like waiting for you to come and hire us, right? But not all of us, like I know me, for example, I would do um, that kind of work that you do for past clients, or if it was a potential client that I really liked their business enough, or other things. So there are a lot of us out there who offer more than what we show on our websites. But I think sometimes potential clients see our websites and think, okay, they only offer X, Y, Z on to the next person. And then they kind of might get frustrated until they find you where they're looking for someone to do something a little different than, you know, like you were saying, a huge branding project or a website design, something like that. Right. No, yeah, totally. And I think um, when I was writing 
my sales or my services page copy, um, like I had a little bit of guidance from um, like a, a mentor, a business coach who was like, you just need to like paint the picture of like what she was like saying, you know, what she would need when she needed me. Like, like she's like, tell me who I am, like identify me. And so I wrote it like basically about, you know, her or like this her that I kind of made up. And I was like basically spelling out like that you are, you know, so busy and so overwhelmed, da, 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 da. Like you don't just need a graphic designer. Like you need somebody that is going to, or what they think of, a, of as a graphic designer. Sorry, that was loud. Um, that they don't just need, you know, what you think of as a graphic designer. You need this kind of person that's going to come in and, and give you back hours and, and be this assistant role that you need that just is more focused in design than the administrative tasks. Now I still get asked to do administrative tasks and um, it's always an awkward conversation when I'm like, I literally don't know how to do that. Like, no, <laughs> sorry. Um, but that's fewer and farther in between. That's awesome. And something else that was on my mind when we were talking about like how it's, how this has helped you stand out, like in Facebook groups, there are constantly people asking for designers, but when I see someone who needs like ongoing design work or something smaller, like you're the only person that pops into my mind for that. It's so easy to be like, oh, this is exactly what Caitlin does. And there are not a billion other people going through my mind. Like for other things, I always have a longer list of names that pop up. I usually recommend Corey because, you know, we're <laughs> twins or whatever. But like for this specific service, you are the one person on my mind. And I've seen other people that are always shouting you out too about this stuff. So I just think it's so great that you found this way to help yourself stand out among lots and lots of other designers. Yeah, yeah. And I think, yeah, like, um, kind of to that end, and then kind of to what you were saying earlier, Corey, about, like, people offering it but not being on their websites. Um, I recently, I have, like, a small group of, of designers in a Facebook group, and it's more so, like, a can you, like, <laughs> kind of missing the team aspect. I made it, like, hey, can you look at this logo and tell me if it's crap before I send it to a client? <laughs> so it's this small group of, of people for that. It's not a super active group. It's more, like, utilitarian <laughs> like it's just when you need it kind of thing I um had to pass off an inquiry like recently because it would be in conflict with like another client that I have and I I had asked you know does anyone do kind of what I do the last time I posted in there looking for branding referrals got like I don't know 40 replies in like one second I got two replies and it was two people being like, I don't have it on my website, but like, I'm interested. And I was like, do it, put it on your website. I mean, don't, don't steal all my clients, but do it. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's interesting. Cause I feel like it's, yeah, it's hard to, to make it clear that you can do it or you'd be interested in doing it. Yeah. Yeah, I, oh my gosh, I agree with that so much. And just the thought of like how many people responded <laughs> that first time. Oh my gosh, so overwhelming. Yeah. So um, we're talking a lot about, you know, how what you're doing is different. But Krista and I are also kind of curious about how changing up what you offer to your clients has changed both you and your business. So maybe you're like enjoying your days a lot more or there's something unexpected that came up through doing this that you're you're finding that you really, really love that you wouldn't have experienced before. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, because of, you know, I'm sure anyone that's kind of 
felt burnt out in their business before um, has done this, I started to like wonder kind of, you know, when things were kind of at like the, the lowest, I was like, am I just a really lazy person? Like, am I just super lazy? Because <laughs> like, I just never wanted to work. And I was like, no, like, I'm not a lazy person. Like in general, I'm not a lazy person at all. Like I'm pretty active. <laughs> and so I was like realizing it was because I just was not happy doing the work. So counter to that now, I'm like, like so motivated to work. My, my boyfriend's like, this is the most I've seen you work like since we've been dating. <laughs> he's like, I didn't even really believe that you had an online job to be honest. <laughs> he's like, and now he's like, like, do you want to hang out? I'm like, no, I can't. I'm working. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm working a lot more, but I'm, that's not uh, a negative thing. That's like a positive thing. Like I'm excited to be doing the work. I'm excited to, you know, sit here. I, I think about things that I can, you know, excited to do tomorrow. It's never like, I mean, there's still obviously things on my to-do list and I'm like, ugh, I'll put that off. But for the most part, it's it's all things that I'm excited about doing. It's people that I'm excited about their businesses and where it's going. So overall, like a lot happier, a lot more motivated, a lot more productive. Um, it's is like the biggest change, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Did that answer? Pretty decent change. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that is like, a pretty big change. <laughs> I mean, that's affected other parts of my life too. Like I because now I'm sitting here and actually, you know, working throughout the day, like I can be like, Hey, like I should stop and go do yoga or whatever. I should, you know, go for a walk. Like I can follow these things that all these Pinterest articles and stuff like recommend. Whereas before I'm like, well, I've laid in bed for most of the day. Like I'm not going to do yoga now. (laughs) So, (laughs) So I think that like, it's just overall had a really positive impact on my life. Like just being, you know, more fulfilled and, and happier. Not yeah. to get too deep or anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think a lot of us have gone through times like that. I'm sure a lot of our listeners are too, have too. And I, I think since you have such like a unique and I guess just a unique perspective on how you can go from being meh, you know, not that excited about work to super excited and doing what you really love. We would love you to do what we do at the end of each episode and give our listeners like one or two action steps they can take if they know they haven't found like their perfect offerings. If someone wants to like dig in and discover what they should really offer your clients, do you have any insight on steps they should take to do that? Yeah, so... Like first and foremost, I would, I don't know that everyone is, is totally like this, but everyone that I've talked to about this feeling has said yes to me before, but I'm one of those people that when I, when something is going to happen, when I I knew the business wasn't going to work, like I knew it and I just avoided it. So if you've already had that thought and you already, you already are mentally checked out and you've already committed, I think like step one would be acknowledge that, like accept that and be like, okay, I need to decide what's next. Am I going to go get a full-time job? Am I going to go get a part-time job? Like decide the actual realistic things that you're going to do. Am I going to figure this out? And if you're going to figure it out, which is what I chose to do because I didn't want to get a full-time job really that much. Um, I kind of started by um, thinking to the work that I had done over the past year. I was like, what, when am I the happiest? Like what makes me the happiest? You know, what is the best time that I have? What do I sit down and work for hours without even realizing it you know forgetting to drink water while I'm working like what is I'm what do I get really in the zone over and I realized it was like creating like workbooks and things like that for the one like retainer client that I had at the time or for like my own business I was like this is what I like like I like sitting in InDesign for a really long time 
And I like making little icons. Like that is, <laughs> can I have a business doing that? Like, and so um, my action step, I guess, would be, you know, once you've accepted what route you're going to go and you haven't, you're not just like kind of keep putting it off, keep putting it off. Um, I would really put some time thinking and reflecting into like, when are you your happiest? What makes you your happiest? What part of it, if it's something that's, you don't even get to do for clients, but you get to do it for yourself, like just figure out what that is and then build on that, you know, see where else that can go as far as a business model. And it can be super specific. You can just make workbooks for people if you want. Like Mm -hmm. there are a lot of people that need workbooks. So I think the step, like the first kind of mini step you gave on just acknowledging that what you're doing right now isn't working and isn't right is so important because it's so easy to want to just avoid that. I definitely did that before I kind of transitioned to working with designers. I was like, I didn't want, it was scary to think about what was next. So I just didn't. And I just pretended that it was okay and thought, you know, kind of secretly hoped that the crappy feeling would just go away and it doesn't. Newsflash. (laughs) So I'm glad that you put that in there. Yeah, I think it's so, I mean, I, I do it with everything. I do it with, I'm the kind of person that like I could like, Upon meeting you guys, I was like, they're awesome, gonna be friends. But like, I could have been like, they're not awesome, we're probably not gonna be friends. (laughs) I'm not saying that about you, I'm saying like, I tend to make, I tend to have immediate kind of assessments about things, and then I usually, in jobs and relationships and anything, like, I'll avoid kind of acknowledging my gut. And I think I've, through this process, it's been a really clear, like, kind of, to get a little woo woo. It's been like really clear to me like, Oh, like I should trust my gut in situations. Like I knew this wasn't going to work eight months ago. Like how did, why didn't I start sooner? Like, why didn't I do it sooner? So yeah, I really think kind of having that feeling, having that kind of introspective moment is important. Well, and I think too, going off of that is accepting that if you are going through it, it's very likely that someone else has gone through it too before you. Because I think, especially as business owners online, the way that most of us are working, it's not something that we talk about when we're having a low month. You know, when we're sad or when business is hard, no one talks about that. And the few people that do talk about it don't have a big enough microphone, in my opinion. (laughs) So I think oftentimes what can happen is that we have these really tough times or we question ourselves and our businesses and we assume no one else is feeling this way, that everyone else has it all butterflies and rainbows and their business is perfect. And it's not the business that's wrong. It's something that's wrong with you. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's not always the case, you know, sometimes it is literally boiling down to what you are doing for your clients or how you are working with your clients, you know, little things like that. Like we were talking about earlier, the aspect of having human interaction in your week. Like if you realize you need that kind of intertwine that into how you work with your clients. But I think that's definitely something else to touch on is if you are feeling the way Caitlin has said she was feeling last year, you are not alone by any means. Mm -hmm. No, not at all. And the more that I kind of um, talk about it, because I'm I'm pretty <laughs> pretty transparent on my blog and my newsletter <laughs> and my and my Instagram. No, I'm pretty transparent about those sorts of things uh, with the intention that like it's it's normal. Like you change your mind, you change your business, you change your thoughts about things. Like it's okay to feel kind of like, well, that didn't work. Like what now? Like it's okay to have all of those moments. 
And um, I like something that you just said about like your example of like, if you need human interaction, find a way to intertwine that into your business. I think um, that people might listen to this and they might think, oh, well, I'm just, I just don't need to do branding anymore. Like I need to do something different, which that's fine if you want to. But I think if you do love branding and you still feel stuck, like think of how you can make that different. Maybe you have weekly meetings with your client and nobody else probably offers that. You know, maybe you have something that answers or fulfills the things that are missing for you and is still, you know, the business that you want to do. Um, I don't know if I explained that well, but I'm trying to say that you can kind of adapt things to fulfill your needs and chances are there are clients that will love and respect and want that. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that so much. Okay, so where can our listeners find you online? Where can they learn more about you? I know you're talking a lot about your blog and your newsletter and all that good stuff. So where can our people go to find you, Caitlin? So I'm just, I'm thecrownfox.com and I'm thecrownfox on like all the social media. <laughs> um, my newsletter is thecrownfox.com slash join. And um, it's the weekly wind down. <laughs> so it's, it. it's a lot of, it's a lot of this kind of conversation where it's, you know, a little more real, a little bit more personal. And um, I'm always open to kind of sharing thoughts and journeys and, and things that have gone on in my business that I think might, you know, help or impact um, someone else in a good way. So, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we will be sure to include links to everywhere you can find Caitlin, including her weekly wind down <laughs> in our show notes for this episode. So I think that's it, Krista. That's all I got. If you are listening to this and you are struggling, feeling like you're not offering your clients the right kinds of services, head over to the show notes right now and take a look at these action steps that Caitlin gave. It is going to send you in the perfect direction. Awesome. I hope it does. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. For show notes, past episodes, and more information about the two of us, visit us online at getbacktodesign.co. If you enjoyed today's show, it would mean the world to Krista and I if you take two minutes to head on over to iTunes and leave a review. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so you can be the first to know when new episodes are available. Now put what you learned into action so you can streamline and grow your business, ditch the code, and get back to design.